PJ, what might it look like if we uh, needed to sort out an issue that we're having with an RV? You know, one that we owned, something like that. It, let's say, you know, even the best of RVs out there, they're going to have things that break or go wrong or just aging components. Stuff like, it's going to happen. So... What do you do? Whether it be brand new, new to you, or you've been loving this RV for years, what do you do? What's your, where do you start? What's the process going to be? I don't know. That's a big question when something breaks. Everybody wants to know, who do I call? Who's going to pay for this? Right. Will somebody pay for this? Is this my fault? What can I expect to have happen here? So we're going to tell people, when things break, what do you do? And who do you call? Okay. All right. Well, with that, that's our topic for the today. Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm PJ. And Lindsay is not with us today. We're going to miss a very real component of this podcast without her. I know. It's always just one notch down in the fun factor Maybe when too. Lindsay isn't right, here. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you we're just going to have to be more lively than usual, Clint. Uh, okay. Are you up to it? No, this is the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, nothing like honesty, right? Oh, uh, We'll try our best anyway. So everybody, don't forget that uh, you can check out the show notes for these episodes and other episodes in general at rvsmalltalk.com. You can join us at Facebook. Just look up RV Small Talk. We are there. We have a page, but we also have a community group you can join up with we're also on youtube so check out their channel and if you are on either of those places or better yet both of those places you can join us on fridays because at 12 o'clock they're 12 30 12 o'clock 30 on fridays that makes no sense but we're gonna leave it um well we used to call it noon live and now we just call it friday live because right. everybody wanted 12 30 sure so there you have it so there we are we are live on video and on facebook and on youtube so feel free to join us there because why not you can ask us questions directly we can respond to them in real time and we can sometimes have a whole lot of fun or you can bewilder us so we like yeah. it all that's right it's always fun nice to chat with everyone don't forget if you're in a podcast player which you probably are that you might have a chance to subscribe to that to our podcast if you do we suggest you do that if you can leave a review and a rating that really goes a long ways especially in the apple podcast app i don't know why but it is true but we won't hang there very long let's jump into this episode pj let's talk about what to do when things aren't doing what they should do i'm trying to find as many ways to say do (laughs) (laughs) i see that (laughs) just don't say it twice Uh, right right that would not be the thing to do (laughs) it would make Lindsay laugh yes (laughs) so anyways let's uh where do you want to start on this maybe with uh with someone who's brand new maybe not brand new to camping or rving but they have a brand new rv like brand new well you know that's always the concern what do you do when it breaks so it's it's different under different circumstances and you know at first i thought maybe this was kind of a weird topic but the reality is it's always like wait which person do i call and why isn't everything just jumping in and getting this so a few things you in a perfect world, you would have a brand new, perfect, functioning, every component doing as it should, and it's their RV, if it's a new RV, in a perfect world. 
That's right. But do you live in a perfect world? Because if you do, I want your world instead right, of mine. Right. No, it, it is not. It is not a perfect world, and and it's the RV industry is not as far along in in delivering perfect things. That's right. As auto the automobile industry. Well, it's I, yeah. I I don't know why it seems so difficult, but. Uh, you know, cars have things that maybe something doesn't work when it's brand new, but for the most part, they're fairly dependable. So when people come to pick up an RV, they expect an auto delivery style product. Right. And I, I, uh, auto manufacturers, you know, they, they pretty much own the widget radio that they're ordering. Right. Whereas somehow in the RV industry, it seems a bit more unpredictable. Sure. They're not built in such large lots. Um, maybe they're not pre-tested as well, well before they're put into the component. We had, and I forget who it was who was on our podcast as a guest, but we also have significantly less mechanical robotic automation in the construction practices. Oh, absolutely. Have you ever seen the factories? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never been there, but I've seen the pictures of the factories. Cars are built by robots. Mostly, yeah. And and everything is so precision and high tech in those worlds. Whereas in the RV industry, even in the top manufacturers out there, it's still by hand, by a team of people, a large team of people, sometimes sometimes new people Mm -hmm. on on the production line. And that radio may only have been built, you know, for a year Mm -hmm. because this is a new model. And, you know, it's just it isn't as well tested. Right. So not only are the components not as dependable, but then it's more built by hand. Mm -hmm. So all that to just not throw a thousand excuses at it. It's different than a car. I think it's a good way to just to just to come at it and just say, okay, wait a second, let's understand what we're talking mm-hmm. about. I, I get it. Some of these campers cost way more than our daily drivers. Honestly, right. we sell campers that, that that if I look at them, I'm like, number one, it's a really cool camper, full feature. <laughs> but if I look at it next to my two vehicles that my wife and I drive, that camper costs more than my two vehicles put together. Sure, sure. So you really expect it to perform. Right. And that is the first question that we're going to talk about. When it's brand new, okay. all right, the dealer actually goes through everything, tries to make sure everything works. We do a pre-PDI. Um, and honestly, some dealerships do it better than others. Mm-hmm. But we have somebody who, d- their job is to just turn everything on, right. be sure it works. The first, the first thing is safety. They're going through the safety checks, <laughs> right? right? The gas components, the electrical that's components, right. and we things like that. We do all of that. But they're also going, going through and open every cabinet door. That's and, right. And do the shades pull down and go back and go up. Out. You know, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, just the... Does the bathroom cabinet latch correctly? Right. You know, is something maybe bolted on crooked? Anything like that? Sure. So, first of all, they're not perfect. Um, They they sometimes look at a lot of trailers in a day. Mm -hmm. And if they miss something, then it is up to the person that buys that trailer to say, hey, this isn't working right. Right. What usually happens is that there is something on it that worked fine or turned on Right. During the check. During the check. And you drive to a campsite and because we don't we try to run everything on the water pump. We try to run everything uh, every way we can. But we can't hook a trailer up to a hydrant and run it for an hour. Right. We can't. 
Um, we can't run an air conditioner for 12 hours. Right. Um, there's things that we can't do. And we're not really even supposed to take these things that far off a of property. We're not supposed to PDI it and run it, you know, run it around three, to see what shakes three hour loose. trip to a campsite <laughs> and hook it up to, uh, you know, a suspect water That's provider. True. You know, yeah. That's true. So there's all kinds of things that we can't do. So when it rattles down the road, you plug it in. Mm-hmm. Something else sometimes is discovered. Sure. So first of all, you know, what's your first reaction if that happened to you? Well, I think through, well, my first reaction is bummer, you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and maybe even, even to the point of being upset that I bought something that isn't perfect. I think mm-hmm. that's human nature. You buy something, particularly if it has stickers and all that still on it, it has all the brand new manuals, everything that has yeah. the, 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 the new smell. Yes. You, you really want it to be perfect. So who are you going to be mad at? That's the question. The, 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 Point of contact, the dealership, maybe yeah. your salesperson, maybe maybe the technician that that you did the show out with you, maybe even the finance guy because they're the one who took that money. I, I don't think, know. I don't know. But, I think but I it's just usually, be mad at everybody. I think yeah. I think mad I totally at the world, and I think that that my first knee jerk reaction, right or wrong, and I think this is what we see all the time here, right or wrong. My first knee jerk reaction is someone at the dealership or the dealership as a whole. The dealership didn't check this out well enough. They should have caught this. And the other natural reaction is maybe I got a crappy product. Maybe this isn't as good as I thought. Right. You know, I can't tell you how many times I hear Mm -hmm. I paid $60,000 for this. It ought to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally understand. But sometimes it's not. And sometimes the dealership misses things. Mm -hmm. Yes, they shouldn't have. But it happens. Yeah. So the question we're going to answer here is, what do you do next? Well, as as the consumer, mm-hmm. I'm going to find a point of contact. I'm going to phone in, listen to whatever the menu is or get the person and say, who do I talk to? Or I'll probably say, I, I'm on the first name basis with my salesperson. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to talk to someone I'm on the first name basis with if I can. It feels more powerful, <laughs> more mm-hmm. valid. Or if I have the phone number of someone higher up, Maybe maybe I know their name because I've seen them on YouTube or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, might re- I might throw that name in there. Well, of course. And I think that is a very natural reaction. Right. So what I would recommend that people do, mm-hmm. um, don't get angry and throw your weight around. It doesn't get your camper fixed any faster. Right. Uh, because later on, you very often regret being what we call in our dealership, that guy. Oh. And we call it that. Why? Because everybody says, I don't want to be that guy. Oh, that's, but, a, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. But. And that's, and that's very common. To me, that's you like know? someone coming into a situation going, I don't do drama. Oh. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you but are you, drama. But you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, it is so funny. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I understand where they're coming from. But the right thing to do uh-huh. is, and, and a reaction is either to call somebody higher up or call your salesperson. The right thing to do, even if it's brand new, mm-hmm. is call their service department. Okay. Call the dealership service department. Here's my name. Here's the trailer. I picked it up on such and such a date. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem that I have. Why call the service department? Number one, they're going to understand better what the problem is. Okay. Number two, it might be operator error. Right. And they might be able to. And they will be mm -hmm. the person who will see that the best. Right. So, um, 
And then, you know, the next thing is if you do need service, right. they're the people who can help you get a service appointment right. or find a place to fix that. Well, a salesperson might be very knowledgeable, but the fact is if something isn't working right, the salesperson has to get you in the hands of the department that it's their day in and day out job mm -hmm. to work with things just not mm -hmm. working or parts procurement or warranty claims and all that. Mm -hmm. So why add that step in the middle when there's someone waiting? Yeah, well, uh, uh, you know, it's not that your salesperson doesn't care. No, they care. They're just not in the job of fixing things. Right. Right. They, they can't fix it for you. You know, and I get it in a perfect world. Again, this perfect world thing, a a salesperson in any industry, whether it be automotive or RVs or something like that, will know their product down to the smallest bit, you know, every mm -hmm. component, how to program your VCR level kind of stuff. And, you know, our salesmen know their stuff very well. However, they aren't quite as intimate with the stuff as someone who is in our shop who deals with the with the the slide out components. Well, they don't know the brake components quite so well. They they can talk they can talk in a very real sense about it, but they might not really put their hands on these things like the guys in the shop. It's kind of like buying a Dell computer. No, you dude, call you're up the Dell? customer service guy uh -huh. and you you talk to the Dell salesman because you want to buy one. Mm -hmm. Well, once it gets there, you don't call your salesman back because he doesn't understand how to troubleshoot it. Right. So you talk to the service guy, the warranty guy, and they can troubleshoot it for you. Yeah. So that is what I recommend in a dealership. Now, let's talk real briefly about different types of problems. Oh, some things that we've heard. Know, yeah. I mean, it could be that you're not getting a good picture on your TV. It okay. could be that the blinds broke when you pulled them down. Okay. It could be small operational things that aren't really stopping you in your tracks okay so that's when the service department is your first call um what happens if it's something else maybe something bigger can i can i throw a few ideas sure. out here okay so so you have a new you, you've got a brand new trailer or something like that and you notice that what it, the components the appliances or whatever in your trailer is not what you saw on the manufacturer website mm-hmm or in their videos or on their in their brochures, you name it. Maybe mm -hmm. not even in a dealership's videos because we make videos and, yeah, and yeah. they're made, we record them on a day mm -hmm. and you might see the video a couple mm -hmm. months later and you might purchase right. the trailer a couple months after that. That's right. So the one that you have the keys to now and all the paperwork and, a, you know, fi financial obligation mm -hmm. to, what if it doesn't have the same vent hood in it or doesn't have a vent hood at all? Well, what if it doesn't have the same water heater that you expected? So are you complaining that it's not the same product you expected to buy after you took it home? You figured that out? Or are you complaining that it's not operating correctly? I, th I think I'm starting with the equipment. It just isn't the same as if, what was supposedly yes. advertised. Well, if the equipment isn't the same, okay. As what your eyes saw somewhere. As what you saw online somewhere. Right, okay. Well, manufacturers change all the time. It doesn't have to be mid-year. So things will move, they right. will migrate, they will figure out a problem, and they'll fix it right there on the run. Right. Or they found that something is is not operating as well as it could, so they move it. Okay. Okay? 
nothing you can do about that. That is something that as a buyer, you need to catch when you're on your walkthrough. If you are unhappy with where it is or if it's not what you expected, that's a salesman issue when you buy it. Once you take it home, you know, unless it's really impeding the usefulness of the trailer for you, then... You know, you can always call your salesperson and talk to them about it. What if it's something that's kind of tucked in a little bit? A water heater. Okay. Okay. What if the water heater is different? What if the way the water heater is maintained isn't what you thought was the case? Well, you know, anything like that that is not what you expected is always a salesman issue. Okay. Anything that is operational that is not operating Mm -hmm. is a service issue. Okay. So that's the differentiation, (laughs) that word. (laughs) I I can't cut that. I know, I know. Baked into the podcast. (laughs) Any screw ups, Clint doesn't cut. So you get the real deal, folks. But then there's big things, okay? Yeah. You put your slide out out and it doesn't come in. Okay. Ah, what do you do? Mm -hmm. That is like Mm -hmm. the big fear for every camper, right? Right. So... First thing you do, call the dealership and get the service department. Sure, sure. Same thing. Now, when I say call the dealership, we have people who have a ton of small things, and they're in, usually the engineers. You know who you are out there, right? <laughs> you engineers, I'm talking to you. You like to write a very long email. Right. Bulleted list. Yes. Prioritize bulleted list. <laughs> Absolutely. In all the events relating to, and then... 20 pictures with red circles, sure. arrows, and explanations below each one. Right. You know what? It's overkill, but it's super helpful. Sure. Because the next thing that service is going to ask you to do or that I'm going to recommend either way is take a picture. Mm-hmm. Take a picture of it because it might change when you rattle down the road again. Yep, yep. And if you take a picture or a video, we can see exactly what's happening with the trailer. And I recommend that whether you just bought it or you've had it 10 years, yeah. you know, get a picture in a video. You know, when you have a car wreck, that's what the insurance company will tell you. Absolutely. To do. Take and a another picture. thing that they'll do that we recommend is not just a close up picture of the component, but, but mm-hmm. a close, a near and a far. Yes. It <laughs> so that we sounds have, so silly to say. I know, but it's context. But we get these pictures and it's like, okay, I see a little bump in that line, but I can't tell at right. all what I'm looking at. Right. And uh, so it really helps us to get the context so that we can understand what we're working with and help you better. And again, That's we're dealing with manufacturers that sometimes change a component mm-hmm. mid-run. So we don't know if we're talking a 2014 or 2014 and a half trailer. Mm -hmm. where a component has changed. Mm -hmm. So this really helps. Exactly. What if you get out there and your microwave doesn't work? So some people, they're going to call up that microwave company. Right. Or they're going to call up the manufacturer. Right. Right. Or they're just going to call up the dealership. So so what what are they supposed to do? Call the dealership. But why? Well... The dealership should be able to help you figure out mm-hmm. if that component is under warranty, 
Mm-hmm. They should be able to file that warranty once they've seen the trailer and diagnosed it. By the way, folks, they can't diagnose it and file a warranty right. until and the trailer they has check to be in. They have to be able to have their hand on oh, it in person. Man. You can't diagnose over the phone, not even over video. You're not. We aren't able to do that. Warranty departments simply at the manufacturer level, or right, they simply don't accept it. Yeah, and they don't accept it from us, and then they won't pay us, and we've got. You know, we ordered you a microwave. It's sitting here, but nobody's going to pay us because we didn't run the right tests on it or we didn't have the right documentation Mm -hmm. or pictures or write up. So a dealership is always going to want to see it because, you know, even if we sold it, we love you guys. We want to take care of you. But we also want to get paid. It's just we got to get paid for it. And so we have to see the trailer. And this is a thing that we've had. We've had to kind of train our people on in the past is, you know, though we might have the heart to help diagnose over the phone. I mean, Mm -hmm. we, we, we want you to be camping, stay camping and all that. We simply can't really give you the best service unless unless you heed the the warning of not it's not a warning heed the offer of hey bring it in yeah and you know we totally get that that's not easy and not always practical right right so uh, you know but we do our best work if you bring it in that's and sometimes (laughs) we can't do warranty work any other way because Mm -hmm. You don't want to pay for it, and we don't want to pay for it if it's wrong. You know, that's uh, regardless of how long you've had your trailer, if there is a warranty, that's always the book of bear. Yeah. The dealership has to see it and get it approved. So what happens there? We order parts. We have to order them through the warranty system. But then what? Mm-hmm. We have to wait. Yeah. And some people say, well, you've got one right out there. Why don't you just grab that one? Right. But- then we've got another one down. That's they right. don't pay us the labor to take this one out and put right. that one in. So you're adding a few hours to this repair job that we don't get paid for. And we have a unit down and no guarantees of new stuff coming in. And you get a piece of equipment that's already been installed somewhere else. Right. So it gets all mixed up. The VINs don't match. You could have warranty issues down the line. Yeah, it's absolutely. just a super bad idea. Absolutely. So that's another thing that comes at us. Okay, so you've had this trailer. It's out of warranty. You have a big problem. So what do you do? You call the manufacturer of the trailer? Or do you call the manufacturer of the component? We've seen a lot of this with axles. Yes, yes. So Dexter Axle has a problem. You call Dexter. Which might sometimes work out just fine. Sometimes it's even a logistical thing. You might actually be close to their factory. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen that before. But For do-it-yourselfers, it it can be helpful. It can be. But most of the time, I've noticed that particularly in the online forums like on Facebook and all that people mm-hmm. will be butting their heads against the wall and not getting anywhere and they'll finally be like okay I'll deal with the service center I know they're backed up but a service center does have some some type of relationship that's right with these component companies and the manufacturers of the truck they have different people that they get to talk yes. to in house oftentimes so they might be able to make something go faster 
Well, I, I will honestly say, if you're a serious do-it-yourselfer and you want to put those axles on right. yourself to mm-hmm. save money, call Dexter. See if they'll send them to you. And I'm only using axles as a as a it, like a right. as a example. Sure. See if they'll send it to you. But more often than not, they don't have a direct consumer connection there with right. most of these parts manufacturers. So then what happens is you say, oh no, send it to Princess Craft. Well, we don't have any record. We can't file a warranty. We got nothing but an axle that showed up at our door. Right. And they were like, uh. And then guess what? If the axle isn't the problem, they don't pay us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, hmm. So you're saying that we've had this happen before where someone has contacted let, back to axles we'll just say axles mm-hmm. contacted an axle company and said hey just send it to princess craft an axle just shows up with someone's yeah, name things, on it at princess things craft. just show up here sometimes so we don't know what's going on we we are this is our first introduction to the situation and we have to bring that into our shop so it's not getting rained on and all uh-huh. that we have to store it and we have to find out how to contact you because who is this who is this you may not be a customer of ours or you might then we can yeah. look you up and then, then you're like, ah, I can come in in two months. So now we're we're storage, right? Or the opposite happens, Clint. Uh-huh. Sometimes people call us and say, hey, I was told they dropped off my axle yesterday. So I'm going to be in tomorrow for you guys to put it on. <laughs> and we're like, our techs are already promised for it. I mean, right, right. now, I this is... Right now it is, what is it, July 1st? Right. When Mm -hmm. we're recording this. And I hate to say we're booking for October. We are. We are. Which means that there are people already on our schedule for all of our techs. And and if I hire another tech, I'll have a little more space. But right now we have promises going that far along. And we're in a situation that every dealership I've heard of is in. Yeah, everyone, oh yeah. everybody's oh yeah. trying to hire more techs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's not that we are, they are, everyone is. Well, <laughs> and I don't want to whine about all of yeah. this. You know, it's maybe I'm maybe I'm just like that other guy saying, I don't want to be that guy. You know, we don't want to whine. We don't sure, want to say sure. we have it so bad because we're so busy. No, we want to help everybody. But it's really tough for us sometimes when people go straight right. to uh, the builder of whatever little part it right. is or the manufacturer and they get something approved and we're not in on it or in the middle of it. Well, it makes it a little sure. tougher. And let's, so, say, let's say, let's say back to the axles again, mm-hmm. it shows up. Um, the guy says, you know, no, no, I just need some of your guys to help me load it. Well, it's, 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 there's a certain responsibility there that we never signed up for and all that. Well, what if the part or, comes in damaged or wrong? Or and wrong? then they say, can you ship it back for us? What, what do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what? <laughs> but we didn't. We, we, we shouldn't have to do a packaging this back up. We didn't, we didn't up. buy it. Yeah. We yeah. So anyways, let's move on it, from axles. <laughs> yeah. It just, it gets really messy that way. So most dealerships, if they have a good service department, mm-hmm. they will know. And as we take axles, as our just example, because there's been kind of some axle craziness in the past year or two. Sure. Um, you know, we're used to it. We're used to dealing with Dexter. We know exactly who to call. We know exactly what to measure. We know exactly how to file the paperwork. We know how to do that. And if we don't know, we have somebody on our staff that is paid to figure it out for That's you. That's right. That's so, right. 
Um, I hope all dealerships are in that position. That's generally how it works. Right. So that is my recommendation. Take pictures, get armed and dangerous, yeah. email or call a service department and present your case and try to get assistance. But what if what if you go through the dealership, they have all the right people in place and things still aren't moving as fast as you would like? Well, I mean, what what can is there anything that can be done or is it they're just a, a little bit of we need to be realistic? Well, maybe that's the other half of this uh, podcast. What to expect? Yeah, because <laughs> maybe your expectations are not realistic. Maybe, and maybe they are and you're getting bad service. Maybe they're How 2018 the or 2019 style expectations when Amazon was still delivering everything so fast. Everything was yes. available and yes. all that. Whereas 2020, 2021, now 2022. Man, I still have those desires for immediacy. Yes for yes. instantaneous service and all that, but but the yeah. workforce isn't there and the components aren't there and yes. logistics are, are still hamstrung. Well, I, I this is a tough one because what to expect, you should expect to be contacted if they say it's gonna be three months before we get this part, it might be three months. You know, sometimes manufacturers don't give us any time frame because they're waiting on a boat. Right. They just don't know. Right. Um, but sometimes they can say, yeah, we usually have it within six weeks. If you feel like you want to check up on it, uh, they say, I will call you when the parts in. It might be six weeks. They may not call you in six weeks. Right. But you could call back in three weeks and say, hey, just checking has in. anything changed? Sure. Just checking in. I never think that's a bad thing. No, Every no, customer no. has the right to an update. Now, if the dealership, it would be great if they called you every two weeks and said, hey, I've checked up. It looks like it's still on track. Right. It's tough to do. Service riders handle hundreds of open work orders per person. Sure, sure. So uh, it's tough. We try to get better at that. We try to put things in place. But if you ever want to know where it's at, call them and ask them. If you don't get appropriate answers, then kick it up a notch and ask for the service manager. Sure, sure. That is always appropriate. In my eyes, Yeah. I think you should expect friendly, helpful service. What you might not get is an immediate part and a quick install. Right. It takes time. One question you can ask if you're in that position, hey, uh, you know, this isn't an Excel issue. This is a, a microwave that so, doesn't yeah, work. Right. So can I just pick up my unit and use it? And when the microwave comes in, you can give me a call and we'll come back. Which we do pretty often. We do we're, it we're all, all about the time. It. For multiple reasons. It gets you camping. It gets you doing what you want to be doing anyway. Sans microwave, which yeah. is generally fine for people who are camping. They can f figure out a workaround for that. Mm -hmm. But it it takes some of that pressure off. First off, you're camping, so you feel better about the whole thing. Right? Mm -hmm. We feel better because you're not missing a camping season. Right, right. Nobody when, wants that. When we can't do anything for you. Right. And we're not going to be complaining about having a little bit of extra space behind the shop mm -hmm. <laughs> where, where, that your camper would be occupying. Go camping. If you can go camping, even with a component that that we're waiting on not being there, go camping. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I a lot of people don't think of that. We have to remind them, hey, you know, if you want to go camping for the summer, right. this might take six weeks to get this part in. Well, you can bring it back in in September. Sure. sure. We'll now, obviously, there's components that you can't do do that. Mm-hmm. It might be the axle. <laughs> this poor yeah. axle's getting beat to death. <laughs> yeah, are y'all tired of hearing about axles? I think I'm tired of talking right, about right. them. But if it is something like a microwave or something, uh, by all means, yeah. t- take the option to camp. Yep. Can we talk about one more thing with repairs? Yeah. You know, a lot of times customers bring a unit in and we have to tell them, we didn't find a problem. Yeah, but you know what? I've, I've dealt with that with vehicles, with trucks and cars too. Well, it's, it's hard to it's it's hard sometimes to replicate a problem. Right, right. It's true. I but usually a car, it's like you know when I'm going 65 down the highway, it makes this noise. Right. You know, uh, but only sometimes. Right. And uh, so I get it with a car, but with an RV, it's like no, the AC shuts off after seven minutes. You know, right? And I couldn't get it to come back on. Or it kicks on repeatedly. Yeah. In or whatever. Real short succession. Yeah. And so we bring it in and we can't duplicate that problem here. Um, in which case, if it's a warranty oh, issue, we can't so duplicate. We can't move a warranty issue along if we can't document it. And if it's something like that, we got some photos and video and yes. all that stuff. So, OK, so so what happens? So, well, at that point, we have to say next time it happens, give us a call and record what's happening so we can understand right you know sometimes people say it happens every five seconds and then the wife nudges them and says five minutes well that's different Mm -hmm. right five seconds or five minutes of something cutting off so you know we need to be sure that we can see what's happening Mm -hmm. but then it may be something about where you're camped where you're plugged in sure so if you can't get it diagnosed at a dealership when it's happening call them back and say right what can I check? Mm-hmm. Any any ideas here of what I can do right. while it's happening? And a good service department will try to help you with that. Okay. But sometimes there's no problem found because it was like, let's use the air conditioner. You know, I went camping recently and I borrowed a camper and the cord was connected to an extension cord a very long extension cord. Uh, so guess what? Mm-hmm, the air conditioner mm-hmm. didn't work. Yeah, yeah. And they said, well, it worked in the shop. And I was like, yeah, just it didn't get enough power because this cord is way too long. Right. And this so, is where not everybody is an electrical engineer. So they don't understand right. what long runs of small gauge extension so, cords attached to Yeah. I knew exactly what was happening. Exactly. So I knew that the air conditioner wasn't broken. Right. It just wasn't getting fed enough but <laughs> power if, to kick that's on. That's right. <laughs> but if I was a new camper, I might not know that. Right. right. And you and you might not be you might be artistic and not mechanically or electrically gifted. You know? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe your strengths aren't going to that's, make it easy to explain that. What do you mean? I plug in anything in my life. Anything I've ever plugged in my life worked when I plugged it in and there was electricity. I know there's electricity. Why is this not working? Yes. So when those things happen and right. you, it's a no problem found uh-huh. from the dealership, again, that's when you call and say, it's happening again. What's mm-hmm. the problem? And Ooh. hopefully they can help you figure out what's yeah. happening. We live so, in a world of, of, of video conferencing. Mm-hmm. If you're in a place with data service, that right. might work. 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, everybody. I just chewed some ice right on the microphone. I'm so sorry. I just realized <laughs> it. Well, we've had a hot day and yes. it's near the end. So with an AC as an example, mm-hmm. sometimes we have people saying it's too loud. Ah, well, ah. we can we have a way to check that here and we can say it is. And I hate these words. Y'all ready for it? Working as designed. Right. Right. If it's within the manufacturer's specs, there is nothing we can do about it. Correct. I hate that. And then someone but will be it's like, true. then why would you sell something like this? Well, because <laughs> these units have loud air conditioners. They do. Air it's conditioners the are like a window the unit. RV air conditioner beast. How many people have window units anymore? We forget how loud they are. Yeah. They're obnoxious. Right. And, uh, you know, another thing with an AC, we're in Texas. It gets pretty stinking hot here. Sure. Right? So they're saying this AC, it just takes forever to cool. Well, you know, if all your windows are open and you don't have a very insulated camper, right? it might take a long time to cool. The only thing we can do is we can test the air coming out of the air conditioner vent. And if it is 20 degrees below the, ambient the air outside, outside temperature right. air, then it's working as designed. Right. That's the best it can do. And let me just just say, 20 degrees is about the max you can expect, usually out of those things. And so in Texas, when it does hit 110, it's going to be 90 degrees in your trailer. And that's working as designed. And that is unfortunately one piece to this repair thing. So when you're thinking about things happening in your trailer and it's something that's operating, but maybe not operating up to your standards, then think about that. And you know what, if you want to, and this is just me talking, I'll probably get so much flack for this. Leave Ooh, your comments. Here comes the flack. But yeah, it is, you can read the paperwork that's in there, but it is so general. It's sure. usually not sure. helpful. So what's the next thing people do? They go to the forum and sometimes forums oh, will have good answers. Yeah. And sometimes it will just be a waterfall of Right. Doom and gloom, bad news, right. and angry people. And you know the thing is emotional answers, it doesn't make an emotional answer doesn't make it right or wrong, but it does make us a little bit more blind. You know? And but sometimes I will say sometimes on forums you do mm-hmm. get, oh, I didn't think of that. Okay, right. I'll check that. Right. You know? Because maybe it is 10 o'clock at night. You can't exactly call a service Mm -hmm. department. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So what if what if what if you do buy something? You're new to RVing. You buy a new RV and the AC doesn't cool as much as you think. It's not like your residential RV. So it doesn't match your expectations. This could be the same thing as a refrigerator. You have a three way refrigerator in there and it doesn't cool as fast as your home refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And and it's not as efficient. There's so many things that this could apply to. Your equipment doesn't perform as as you expect them to right you're new to rving you have a new rv and it's like it's just the equipment's not living up and you and you're and you go to your salesperson an rv dealership and you go you sold me something that doesn't live up to my expectations Mm -hmm. okay so so what do we do What, what can be done there i mean you you had the internet at your hand and you yeah. and you had the Very specs. Tough. You could have asked a lot of questions. You did a full walkthrough before you signed papers, you know, all this stuff. And you said, well, then you then you hoodwinked me. Well, just to put this in perspective. Yes. Clint, have you ever bought a car? Yes. Driven it home? No. 
<laughs> now you're just now you're just making it harder. So you buy a car, you drive it home, and two months later you come back and say, This isn't doing what it should do and right. you need to just buy it back from me. Yeah, why is my Prius not winning races and and actually Priuses are pretty fast why am i why am i not going down we're so bad at examples fire roads and 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 four-wheel drive trails in my prius why is it not performing like yeah, that i don't know i don't know what my it expectations would be. were were not right now that's pretty extreme what i just gave well okay. but cars just drive yeah i mean when you're talking about rvs this is a house it is. Uh, it's a mobile. It's house. got a air conditioner. It's got slide outs. You have it's expectations. All kinds of right. big pieces that, that you're need imparting to on it from your residential yeah. life. Your residential life and your RV life, they're they are going to be different, and they're actually supposed to be different. Yeah. Well, your air conditioner is not the one that you want them to be so different in, but it is. It, it's a different system. But most people that I find are disappointed in in power. Yeah, well, the power yes, of it, yeah. the power coming in, how long they could camp without plugging it in, yeah. what their 12 volt will run. Mm -hmm. That is generally the not living up to my expectations. Or if they have several problems, then within right. a few months, they're like, I have a lemon. Right. Just but sour on the deal. And they may it, be like 10, which is a lot, but 10 fixable things but a 10 things seems like yeah. a real big list when it's a new thing yeah yeah sometimes it's hard for us to tell what happened to it too yeah i've seen units that went out just fine and somehow came back with 10 water leaks oh and, and i'm and like I, i'm like oh. what water source was this hooked up to yeah what exactly <laughs> happened here um or a slide out that went in out 15 times here just fine and then all of a sudden it comes back two weeks later and it's somehow crimped and i'm like Ooh, what crimped. happened yes. yes and they're like well it wasn't there when i bought it so all uh, of the craziness aside right. i think that yeah people need to have the expectation that it's an rv but it should be operational. Sure. And if your unit is brand new, especially within the first year, document what's happening. Mm -hmm. Be sure you understand how it's supposed to work and then call the service department sure. and ask for help. Right. They should help you. Right. And if they say, oh, man, there's nothing I can do for you on the phone here. Sounds like you're plugged in correctly. I don't I can't I can't diagnose it right. any further, you know. Bring it in. Now, they're not going to sit there and teach you how to diagnose it in two hours, you know, through it. But right. they should be sure that it isn't, to the best of their ability, an operator error. Document the problem. Set that appointment. Bring it in and mm -hmm. let them help mm -hmm. you. If you don't get the attention or the service that you're hoping for, mm -hmm. elevate it up and be sure that you understand what they're able to do to help you. Right. So I'm of the mindset when I'm the customer that if something, if my expectations were wrong and my new um, whatever's I bought doesn't fully meet my expectations, I'm of the mind that that's on me. And that, yes, I would have loved to have understood something better, but right. I did have the opportunity. I'd never, I was never forced into buying a car. 
Mm-hmm. I was never forced into buying an RV. I had time to think about it, to mm-hmm. do my research, to to look it over in person, to to ask more questions. It, maybe I didn't ask enough questions. Maybe I didn't mm-hmm. ask the right questions. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I was assuming too much, and maybe the salesperson because I like to come across as smart, even though I know better. So maybe maybe I maybe <laughs> everyone I, does, Clint. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I hoodwinked the salesperson to thinking I knew more than I knew. So they felt like they didn't have to provide information that they were pretty certain I knew because I, yeah, I acted the part so good. Well, the reality is, all new buyers, you know, there's too yeah. much information to soak in, yeah. especially if you're not used to RVs. Right. So that's always part of it. Let your service department help you, not your sales department. And then if you've had it for a while yeah. and, you know, you've had this trailer for three years, then, you know, contact the service department first. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't get the answers that you need there or you feel really stuck, mm-hmm. you might want to contact the manufacturer or the builder of that component after right. that. Right. but. I always say it's best not to start there. Get connected with a service sure. department because 95% of the time they've seen it before. They know what to do. Right. And then be patient because what to expect about how long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, we've had entire podcasts on that yep. and it could be quick or it could not be. And one more thing, you know, with parts that sometimes take a unreasonable amount of time, even if it's warranty. Customers sometimes call the manufacturer and say, look, I've been waiting on this part for six weeks. And they say, oh, okay, I'll ship it right out to the dealership tomorrow. And then the customer is so mad at us. Right. But we've been asking for it for six weeks. And they're like, no, we're not pulling it off the line. But when there's a really angry customer, they pull it off. Don't I, I I'm not saying don't do that. Because sometimes does, it's effective. But the thing is, it doesn't mean the dealership it wasn't doing It doesn't mean the dealership isn't trying because right. there are tons of dealerships looking for that part. Right. And if they shipped them out to everybody, mm-hmm. their line would be short. And so it's been this big balancing game. And manufacturers also need a lot of those components to actually build the promised units that they have already promised dealerships yes. or customers or pre-sold. So they're having to balance there too. So maybe yeah. you maybe you did get really vocal with the manufacturer and got them to pull one and you think well my dealership was was lying to me. They didn't they didn't get vocal like this. Well, we have real relationships, long-standing relationships. We buy hundreds of trailers and campers. We have to maintain relationships. And and, and we may have five more of those parts on order and 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 they are not going to send us five. But if you holler, they might send, well, I don't know. It's a crazy thing. But that doesn't mean that the service department was wrong in you. Now everybody's going to be calling the manufacturer and going around their dealer. Oh, we've just created a mess. But I will tell you, sometimes it works. Most of the the manufacturers personnel that I mm-hmm. know of, they're mature enough to, to know how to respond to that correctly and not to throw their dealerships under the bus. Well, I hope so. Most of them. We have, you know, we can't stay on track with anything. We have rambled all over this map. Sure. So what are your takeaways? I have a trailer. Yeah. It breaks. That's my takeaway is and this is how I've, I guess been taking things away for a few years now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my takeaway on this is stuff happens. 
Yeah. And I'm dealing with a lot of people and they're all living very real lives, just like I am. And things may not be as immediate and move as fast as I want them to. But by golly, Mm -hmm. things can get fixed or things can be changed somehow. I don't need to I don't need to be a big bummer about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to ruin everyone else's lives about it. Well, for the most part, we have magnificent customers here, even in service. We do. I just always want to try to help those people who have trouble struggling with how to fix this. What do I do next? And maybe not having the right expectations. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. First thing is be a good human. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Be a good human. Second thing is if it's under warranty, call a your dealership service department. Yeah. If it's not under warranty, call anybody you want to. Yeah, even a mobile tech or something yeah. like that because there's some talented guys out there. Document guys, your women, problem. You name it. Because they right. go through the. If you want a new career, let me just throw this out there. <laughs> Can I throw this out there? Of course. Everyone listening, if you want to change career, you you want to do something different in an area that you like, the service industry in RV maintenance and repair has forever, since the beginning of the industry, been understaffed. And there is no better training and no better time available than right now. So if you would like to work in a service center or be a mobile tech, by golly, folks, get good training and get after it now. Yeah, there's two training schools yeah. out now that mm-hmm. are very popular. There's there's more than that, but the two that we see the most is yeah. in our VTA right down the road. We have a listener uh, who's who actually went to. to we have lots of and, people, and that one we know. of them, Sebastian. I want to say I I don't think I can pronounce this right, Sebastian. I'm sorry because I think you're going well, to listen. Well, then don't pronounce it, so Sebastian <laughs> of YSC. I think. All right, he went to one of those training schools last year, and he is doing a bang up job. He, uh-huh. He's switching careers. He's doing a bang up job from everything I can tell. I'd actually like to get him on and just hear his story arc. Yeah. Soon, okay. Uh, well, there was, you know, there is a, a job job listing mm-hmm. of the top uh, needed jobs. And yeah. I think RV technician was number one or two yeah. last year. So it's crazy. Plenty it's of jobs so out there. Needed. They pay well. Mm-hmm. Um, tell tell so, your kids who are coming out of high school. Yeah, or, or it's a good place to floundering start. Floundering after school or whatever, you know, after, you know, that, that age that do we go to college or not? Yeah. This is a good trade, folks. And That's you can right. run, And you can do a whole career in it. So NRVTA or RVTI, Mm-hmm. Both um, RVTIA, I always get that mixed up. But anyway, you can find that online. Right. You simply go to school and they teach you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. So, where was I? You can go to, so you've got the problem. Yeah. Be a good human was the first thing. Yeah. See, we can't finish a thought. We just ramble. So I exist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Be a good human, call a service department, document the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then. Be patient. Yeah. And if you're not getting the responses that you think are reasonable, then roll it up the chain. Sure. I will tell all my customers that. Yeah. Um, if you're not getting the response that you think you deserve from the service department yeah. and be sure it's reasonable, then roll it up because right. the person above them wants to know. Sure. And that will help you help the dealership become better right. and get the information that you need. And uh if you can, if you ever can find a way to stay camping while your right. parts are I coming in. I want to bring in, that up. Thanks for doing that. Do that. Yeah. Stay camping as long as you can, unless it is a prohibitive problem. And right. 
just, you know, enjoy your RVs. Don't let don't let a broken widget ruin your day. Absolutely. Things break. Absolutely. Things break. Okay, well, I think that wraps it up. I, I think we could talk for hours, but I think we have covered the bases. Very good. Everybody, don't forget, this is the RV Small Talk Podcast. You can find us at rvsmalltalk.com or on social media or on YouTube. RV Small Talk Podcast. We're easy to find. Join us there. Like, subscribe, review, please. It does help us out. Join us on Fridays in the afternoon, 1230 Central Time is what we're aiming for. And you can actually speak with us or type to us, converse with us directly in real time time and we'll do our best to think these things through right then and there even if it even if we look uncomfortable <laughs> we'll do it we always look uncomfortable it's don't true. we it's true <laughs> so uh once again thank you so much for joining us for this episode and we will see you next time hey you guys have a good holiday weekend see you later